Welcome to the PowerShell News Podcast. I'm your host, Haji Dalawal. And I'm the co-host, Mick Pletcher. So today, we are interviewing Stephen Judd here at the PowerShell Global Summit. Hi, Stephen. Hi, how's it going? Doing great. Sweet. So how's the conference here? Oh, the conference is great. I love this conference. Uh, I first came in 2019 and had such a great time. Uh, I definitely wanted to get back. And I was fortunate enough to be able to go last year and also this year. Awesome. Yeah, I think uh, uh, you're well known here for your cap. Yeah, I, I mean, I've got this obnoxious hat and it, <laughs> it kind of gets me the, it gets me the sought after and the unsought after attention, I guess. <laughs> The way I so for those that haven't been here, uh, Stephen has this cap that's programmable and it has a display on the front that he can uh, reprogram it to say anything he wants. Right. And so I, I usually have it say, say like PWSH4EVR, you know, but <laughs> t- today right now it says PowerShell or PSH Summit Day 2. And so it'll, it'll marquee scroll that across. Yeah. <laughs> And nice. That's not the only thing I'm known for, though. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm also kind of known for my kind of, known for my dad jokes. Yep, we, we've all kind of noticed that here. <laughs> yep. So anyone that's foolish enough to either talk to me or listen to me, one of the two, I'll probably slip one in eventually. Um, yeah, I, I learned that lesson last year when I was here. And, oh, uh, did you? Yeah. We, <laughs> We were all up there uh, socializing in the bar upstairs. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just I just got done doing my very first summit presentation, and so I was fortunate enough to be selected for content this year, and it it went very well. I got good feedback, um, but I I kind of peppered them with a little dad joke humor in the middle of my my slides and also my code. So what was your presentation? So the presentation was uh, taking automation to task, and that's the title of it. And it was around uh, having kind of an enterprise focus for how to manage and how to get information out of the task scheduler. Oh, nice. Yeah. That's a really important one. And because uh, creating tasks, I've always found in PowerShell to be, it can be difficult. It is. Getting difficult. the ver- just the very right parameters put in there mm-hmm. that it creates the actual task. Well, that's part of the content of the presentation. So the there's like half of the trigger options that are available through the UI or through the scheduled tasks executable that creates the tasks. They're not available with the register scheduled task commandlet. Ah. And so, like, for example, the one I'll just pull out there is the monthly. If you mm-hmm. want something triggered monthly, you can't do it with the PowerShell built-ins. So you have to import com objects and work with the uh, object model in the classes. And it's just, you know, that's a level of PowerShell that a lot of people don't want to get to, haven't gotten to yet, whatever. Mm-hmm. Whenever I see it, I'm like, oh, man, here we go, you know. That's that's kind of how I feel about it. Yep. Yeah. One of my um, my high school friends messaged me here a few weeks ago, and her son is in computer science in college. And she said, "I think my son needs some help from you." And it was actually that very topic. He was oh, wow. uh, he he's a uh, a robotics programmer, and uh, he was having problems getting a uh, scheduled task in there mm-hmm. uh, programmed for uh, drivers. Yeah. That would because uh, it was something that he was doing that he had to have a special driver injected at a certain time. Mm-hmm. And uh, and yeah, uh, 
it took a while and we finally figured it out. So, and with you were speaking on this, that reminded me of just how hard it can be. It can be hard. And, you know, as long as you're staying in the, like, like the simple, straightforward, hey, I need a task that runs every 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. Piece of cake. That yep. one's easy. Hey, I need a task that runs every two weeks. Okay, that's, you know, not as easy, but whatever. Right. But then it's like, I need it to run from this time to this time, but not under these conditions, but do under these conditions. And Or the, the fancier ones are, when you see this event in the event log, then run this task. Oh. So you can trigger off of events. Oh, that's interesting. Right. Never had to do a task like that, but that's really interesting. Right. So you can do some really powerful things with the task scheduler. Nice. Yeah. Nice. But unfortunately, for whatever it's worth, uh, since it's on Windows, only the Windows PowerShell modules are good for it. And since they're no longer coding for mm-hmm. the Windows PowerShell, the module, the scheduled tasks module, is 1.0.0.0 version. They released it. As far as I know, they have not done any code to it since the time they released it. Oh, wow. No bug fixes, no security wow. patches. Even, I even found mistakes in the help documentation. Well, I, I can tell you one thing that uh, I've mentioned before, because in my last job <clears throat> that I worked at, a problem that I had was um, cleaning profiles out. Okay. Well, a clean disk doesn't work. You can't remotely kick off clean disk. Interesting. Yep. And it's a problem. And I actually brought it up last year here at the conference uh, to the, um, the, the team. And they said, well, it's not really our tool. Um, this isn't, we'll, we'll investigate. They said, just open a, um, a, you know, an event up on the, um, GitHub site. Okay. I did. And, um, actually I think it was Joey was still here. Okay. If I'm not mistaken. And so they did finally respond to me and said, this is actually an issue with the Microsoft, uh, windows environment. Obviously it had been written uh, back in the eighties clean disk had, and it's got to be rewritten all over again. So the problem I had was, and still have, would like to be able to schedule schedule a clean disk that it can clean up profiles um, um, on the machine, you know, on a regular basis. You can't do it. You can't, it takes a human click of the keyboard to do that. And, it, and so, yeah, yeah and, and so, yeah, the PowerShell team w- was like, until they rewrite it, there's really nothing we can do to automate that. So, yeah, I know what you mean on the scheduled task. The, the one that's like that to me, because I was thinking, was there anything else I know that's like that? And yeah, there is. Shutdown EXE. So, you got shutdown EXE, and then you have stop computer and restart computer in, mm-hmm. in PowerShell, right? Stop computer and restart computer do not have the flag that I wanted to have that uh, shutdown EXE does, which is the I want you to shut down but come back up and re log on as me and have all the windows open that I currently have open. Mm-hmm. And I think that's dash T or dash W. I think I, it's is T, it? if I'm not well, mistaken. I think T might be time. Oh, that's right. T is because I do. You talk about the shutdown parameter. Yeah, the shutdown yes, parameter. slash remember. T is, and then you do space like zero zero for zero seconds. Okay. Do it immediately. All yeah, right. that's right. Well, there there is a flag, and I apologize. I don't remember it. Um, who remembers the stupid exactly flags on command line anyway? But the the flag will say, "All right, I'm logged on now. I want you to cache my credentials. Shut down. Come back up as me, and log on and keep everything rolling." They do that on that. Mm-hmm. It's not in the PowerShell one. 
and I requested that they add it. And they came back with, that's not an easy thing to do, and I don't think we're going to do it. Wow. We'll gladly accept your PR kind of thing. So it sounds kind of like a situation like I ran into it with Clean Disc. exactly like that. Yeah. It, like, that's not as easy as you think it is. Plus, there's a potential security risk. So we're not going to put our names on that potential security right. risk. Thank you very much. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, I'll tell you the, one of the interesting things I found, with at least on my part, was the fact that we were still using software that old in the oh. uh, Windows 10 environment. It's amazing that it works. Like, it is. Like, is it 16-bit? And if it is 16-bit, like, how's it work? Yeah, I, I exactly. I just don't. Exactly. I don't so, yeah. I mean, you know, you have to keep building up on, you know, layers, platforms. So, yeah. Right. I'm surprised when people say, just update it. Right. Or, you know, just upgrade. Yeah. There's some talk among some people at some times where they're like, is anyone doing PowerShell 2 still? Like, yeah, there's still people doing PowerShell 2. There's still people doing PowerShell 1. Mm -hmm. It's like, why? How? Well, because whatever software that they require will only work on those environments. I, I, I have a, a perfect example of that. Uh, three jobs ago, they were using PowerShell 1. No, I said to go back. PowerShell 2, they were still using that for a very long time because they had problems with their Exchange servers. They couldn't upgrade the Exchange servers mm. that would uh, update the PowerShell also. Yep. So, yeah, there, there, it's every environment's different. You know, people may say, just update it, but it's well, it, problems in different environments. Yeah, my, my example of that is for the, the system control software and or regulatory software. Mm -hmm. It's required that this stuff be written. You're required to buy it. You don't have any options or the, the system controls. Like you bought this piece of hardware, right. this piece of software connects to it. Oh, by the way, you need a ser USB to serial connection because it has a serial port. Like what? Who's updated? Well, we don't actually update this device anymore. Uh, <laughs> we quit manufacturing it in 1998. Mm -hmm. But it's still the only thing that does what you need it to do. So since it's your thing, you have to keep this running. Like, okay, well, let's upgrade it to Windows 10 at least, right? Yep. Yeah, it doesn't run on that. It only runs on XP because it does bad things with the security model. <laughs> Windows 7, 8, yep. 10 have all closed down a long time ago. You're stuck. I've seen that with point-of-sale systems. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah. Yep. It's just, and there's, I don't have a solution for that. And I feel no. sympathy for the people who are in those situations. So we have to be flexible as professionals to say, there are no hard, fast rules. There are no lines that are just so solid that you can't ever step across them. Right. You have to come up with solutions. And, and, and you know, that's part of the, the thing, too, that sometimes is, is missed by um, especially big companies like Microsoft, um, you know, even a lot of IT professionals. There are companies out here that just can't afford it. Yeah. And they have to use that old stuff. Otherwise, they'll go completely under. And, I mean, you're talking about people's jobs. Right. So, you know, there's sometimes that you've got to just, um, you know, work with it and work with the client and try to make yeah. it work. And sometimes PowerShell works well with that stuff. And right. Other times it doesn't. Um, like, uh, I'll tell you one thing that I do a lot is <clears throat> I still blog a fair amount with PowerShell 5, 5.1, that is. Okay. Yeah. And the reason I do that is, is because I have found, even though I should be doing more core uh, PowerShell 7, is 
a lot of people environments don't have PowerShell 7 installed. Not yet, yeah. And so if somebody's going to go out to my blog and grab my code to use it, I want it to be compatible with all the environments, not just right. ones with PowerShell 7. So that's why, frankly, I still use uh, 5.1 most of the time. Back to the Windows task scheduler talk I gave. There is no Windows task scheduler on non-Windows systems. Right. It's Chrome. They use Chrome, right? Mm -hmm. And so... Windows, yeah, you could do cron on Windows, so then you could unify all of your task management by standardizing on cron. But what are you going to do with all those tasks that Microsoft ships normally oh, yeah. in the task schedule? Yep. And there's a ton of them. And you don't want to mess up your system by, mm -mm. by tinkering with those tasks and try to convert those to cron. That doesn't make sense. So you're stuck with it. And so you're using a module that was written for Windows. It will run on PowerShell 7 because PowerShell 7 will load it. But sure. it's not going to run on Mac. It's not going to run on Linux. You're either going to have to do remoting or some version of reflection in order mm -hmm. to run those commands from those other OSs. There's just no way around it. No. No. Well, it sounds like your uh, session was a great session. Really informative there. I hope so. Uh, I enjoyed building the content. I, I sweated some fairly large bullets over that one, and the demos were pretty <laughs> intense. I got to my last demo, and I started to explain it, and I stopped explaining it. And that was actually part of the plan, was mm -hmm. not to explain it. Because it was 312 lines of code to output three rows of data. It was a little bit nuts. But the yep. if-then the if conditionals of a task are really high. So, first of all, kudos to the people who wrote the task scheduler. Sure. Because the options and the parameters and all that are super complicated. It's like, you can trigger on this and trigger on this and trigger on this and trigger on this. And then you can stop on this and you can stop on this and you can stop on this. Yep. And, oh, by the way, if it crashes, then you can do this or you can do this. Or you can, wow. I mean, it's just the more you dig into it, the bigger it becomes. The problem I had was how do you get that into a 45-minute talk? Sure. So I talked through the fest and I gave him a lot of info and <laughs> I just, that's what I did. I firehosed those poor people in the audience. <laughs> well, I'm glad to see you speaking at this conference because you're always one of the, um, the, I would say bigger names at the conference because everybody knows you when uh, here at the PowerShell conference. Oh, so. thanks. So yeah, I'm glad to see you up there actually doing that. And, um, Hopefully you're going to be back next year. Oh, I sure hope so. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to find some new and entertaining content that I can slip some more dad jokes into and and let them have it. I mean, <laughs> I even I even had a joke in my code. So you know, <laughs> yeah. you, you know, you've gone too far when you've got jokes in your PowerPoint slides and in your code. <laughs> yeah, that that is pretty bad. At that point. <laughs> well, awesome, awesome. Well. Any, um, uh, so when are you leaving here? I'm actually leaving Saturday. Okay. So I've got a, I got a day after the conference. I'm going to hopefully go to the Microsoft campus and just troll about doing some relaxing stuff while I'm out here. Yeah. And then head back home and get ready for continuing my journey. Sounds good. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I'm leaving out tomorrow and, uh, around noontime. So it's been a, a great time here. Yeah. Yeah, I, you know, for those those people listening, I really hope you'll consider coming out to the PowerShell Summit. It's a special, it's a special conference, and I'd love to meet you. Absolutely.
And and I'll tell you this: the cap will do do it. You will know him just by the cap. <laughs> yeah, well, I got to figure out how to make the cap work on my new phone because it doesn't. It's the Bluetooth version is incompatible or something. So I'm carrying around my previous phone, which has no service, so that I can update my cap. I'm committed to this joke. I can tell I, this gag has must go on. So I'm committed. Awesome. <laughs> Well, definitely appreciate you being here yeah, and doing this with me. So uh, uh, here's to next year. Yeah, thanks for having me. I appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the PowerShell News Podcast. You know where to find us. I'm Hooch on Twitter, H-O-O-R-G-E. And I'm Mick Pletcher on Twitter, and it's Mick underscore Pletcher. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs>